Hey everyone, Glenn Kinder here, Technical Director from the PGA of Canada, and uh, it gives me great pleasure to uh, to have a conversation today with a, a longtime friend, a uh, wonderful colleague, and, and certainly one of our leading PGA of Canada cost professionals in the country from uh, wonderful uh, Moncton, New Brunswick, Louis Melanson. Louis, welcome. Hey, thank you. Hope all is well. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we discussed earlier, uh, sort of in preparing for the call, um, you know, uh, a few things about um, some of the maybe innovative pieces you're doing, uh, some of the things that you're trying to do to to uh, increase bottom line, frankly, and to maybe build some uh, some partnerships and relationships with uh, with your customers. And um, you know, one of the things that kept coming back was this idea of uh, for maybe lack of a better word, a player camp. Um, I'll, I'll let you sort of describe a little bit more uh, succinctly what that is, but the idea of taking some of your current students, uh, members from the club, uh, away on, on sort of a, a vacation slash uh, training camp. But uh, maybe just give us uh, a little bit of overview. I know it's your uh, this is your 12th year coming up, Louie, uh, doing this, but maybe uh, before we get into details about how many people and, and the logistics around it, maybe the history if you can think back, you know, when you when you sort of had the idea, where the idea came from, and and uh, and maybe why why you started doing it. Yeah, I started uh, oof, uh, yeah, 12 years ago, even 13 years ago, when uh, Henry Bunn, uh, one of my good friends, one one uh, one uh, of the stars in the PG of Canada, uh, invited me to go help out for uh, a junior camp uh, for a week. So I went down with him for a week and kind of gave me the, the he told me that I should, maybe should try that down my way and. I started with a junior camp first, and uh, we had lots and lots of kids coming down, but uh, when the, the adults or some of my clients heard about it, they said, why don't you do like a camp for us? And that's kind of where it started. I started with maybe five, six guys the first year, but then the year after, I, I was I was sold out. So sometimes like, uh, things just happen uh, out of the blue. It was just uh, maybe a luck, but just it was great uh I had already done it with the juniors, and then the adults just wanted something for for them too. So, and mostly all my clients. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Where it, where it came out, yeah. So often the things that you that you do with juniors, um, it, it, you know, usually we think about having a fun environment, and uh, and so often the adults look into that. That would be kind of fun for us too. Absolutely, and, absolutely. So um, maybe give us a, a little bit of overview, Louis. Uh, like you said, you're coming into your 13th season uh, doing the camp, and uh, uh, maybe just you know give us a little bit of a sense of you know how, how many weeks you're going for, how many you're bringing, that kind of maybe just logistical information. Yeah, like I said, like for us, especially at Monacan, uh our winters are a little more, a uh, little, a uh, little harder than most of uh, most of the rest of Canada. So I was just looking for a way to, yeah, make extra revenue, but also just to service my clientele. Most of them are already going down somewhere, so I just went. Why not do something uh, well for for myself and my staff, and also for for them, and they can still stay down there if they want extra. So we just, uh, yeah, I go down for for two, yeah, probably two weeks, sometimes three weeks, depending on the time the time that I have. So I usually it's, it's a full week. Uh, we go there on the usually on a Thursday and come back on the next Thursday with the with the adult group, and and it's a, it's a full week. It's not a it's a it's a lot of work as as a coach and just to prepare and make sure everything is is all set. It's almost like a I'm trying to create like a, a VIP camp or make them feel special or really have something. It's it's for them. So for me, we're at their beck and call for 
for 24 hours. So it takes uh, it takes takes a lot of time and a lot of preparation for to have a to have a good week, and especially for them to make sure they have a good time and they, they come back. Right. So uh, maybe um, you said you're bringing 12 to 15 adults, kind of thing. Yep. Um, maybe describe a little bit about what what type of adults, like you know, in terms of gender, uh, maybe as important skill level. Uh, how you're sort of managing that, and you know, are they are they are they hardcore golfers? Are they learning the game? You know, where are they at with skill level and experience? Yeah, that's a good question. I usually take uh, maybe someone who's uh, I'll, I'll say like twenty twenty two handicap or below, and the top players maybe like the the low handicaps I might sometimes I might I might get one, but usually it's around I say eight to twenty five handicap for a beginner golfer it might be a little. Too much of a week. I had. I've already tried the beginner golfers, and after two days, they were just dead tired. And for the rest of the week, they couldn't. They couldn't do much. After that, they could. They could. They just stayed at the pool, or they were pretty tired. But it's usually people that really love golf and and play lots of golf during the summer. Because if not, they'll they'll be tired, and they might not enjoy. Not take full advantage of the full week. So that's what we're looking for. And now it's mostly guys. I used to have one lady the first year I did it. The lady came for, uh, with us for the first eight years and, and didn't bother her one bit, and the guys really took good care of her and all that, so she was really good about it. But uh, mostly it's, it's, it's all guys. Uh, I've been asked to do just a ladies' one, so that's kind of my, maybe my next step, just have a just a total, just a week for, for, for the ladies. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's... It's, I'm looking for golfers uh, within that range of, of handicap to make sure they can enjoy the week and kind of progress at a, at a good pace. So and if it's, if there's and if there's guys that that are maybe not as good, what I'll do is we got a coaching station, so I'll usually group maybe the better players together and they kind of group the the skill set uh, to one group, and then we can it's a lot easier to manage that way too. So okay, so yeah, maybe before we get into you know what a typical day looks like. Um, with 12 to 15 players, um, I know you're bringing more than yourself down as a coach. Yeah. Um, maybe just uh, racial coaches, and then maybe, you know, what kind of skills do those coaches have? Like, you know, in a sense, not only by name, but who are they? What, you know, what role do they play? Because um, I think, I think people who have an idea of going down can see themselves taking maybe you know four or five or six people down on their own. But when you start having, you know, assistant coaches or support coaches, you know, the question becomes who, what training do they have, uh, what's their function, what's their responsibility, uh, maybe just a little bit on, on uh, the people who are on the ground with you supporting that. Yeah, so uh, for me, I want to make sure that the PGA is certified. That's, that's my – our camps kind of – we're trying to make it kind of a high-end camp, so we all make sure they're, they're certified so it looks as good as our coach. So, I got two, uh, two coaches that are a CNC certified, and one is with the IBII. So we usually have like four coaches, if at the most, three to four. So I want to make sure they're, they're certified because it's uh, they're uh, they're there for the full week, so they need to need to have a skill set to make sure they can deliver their stuff. Because I'm not with them to I'm not with them on their station, so they need to make sure they can deliver what we're looking for. Day in day out for for six days straight. So every night we have a kind of a, a powwow. We we got our lesson plans all set up to make sure everything coincides with what we want to attain at the end of the week. So it's uh yeah you need to know how to prepare a lesson plan and whatever works in your station because you've been working with them all week. So we want to make sure it's 
not all repetitive and just make sure it's it's fun and it's engaging. So we, I need to make sure my guys are have skill set to to plan and, and and get ready for for their next day. So being certified is uh, very important for me and also for for our, our clients. Right. Okay. So uh, so when you get there, like you say, you're having some kind of coaches meeting. You're talking about uh, pre-planned uh, lesson plans, if you will, or activities for the day. Yeah. So you do coaching, some playing. Um, maybe take us through a maybe what a, you know a typical day looks like. Um, you know, and I know when you're out playing, is there some competition involved or not? Maybe just give us um, sort of a typical day at a Louis Melanson golf camp. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, usually we, we so I always rent a uh, rent a van, like a big twelve passenger van, and we usually have a minivan. So we'll pick them up at at eight. 8, 10, 8, 15, and then we then we drive to the range. And first thing we do is, uh, and the first day's all right, but the second day they're pretty sore already. So we always have stretching exercise, kind of make sure the body are warm, warmed up for for the next day. So we usually start around 8:30, and we're done around 11, 11:30. And uh, yeah, we just divide the stations. We'll do full full swings, wedges, putting, like just a typical uh, typical day of making sure their skills are, are getting better or working on their skills that they, they want to. Mm-hmm. And we'll have, tra- we'll have track man, we'll have flight scope, we'll all have all that stuff. We'll have video cameras, just to kind of, yeah, analyze or kind of, yeah, see where they're at and all that and try to improve those numbers or try to improve those, some skills. And some days we have, uh, maybe every second day we'll talk about, we'll do like mental stuff, like pre-shot routine and kind of all that, all that stuff too. And then we go for lunch, and in the afternoon, we try to give them a break because it's been a long morning, so we try to give them a break for a couple hours, and then we go play in the afternoon. It usually is not as warm in the afternoon, too, so it kind of it makes it a little bit easier on them. And then we go out and play with them, and it's kind of a – they're learning skills, so competition, they might get a little, uh, little riled up, so maybe we'll save on their last day. But the first few days, we really try to – Pick one thing that we've been working on the range or in the short game. So the coaches, every coach, play with at least one group. So kind of work on their things that that they're they've been working on on the golf course. And nothing major. Just kind of see where they're at. Maybe it's alignment. Make sure they're okay. Uh, pre-shot routine. If you're doing it, just to make sure uh, they're they're bringing that to what they learn in the morning to to the golf course. So so we're on the, we're on call even though when, when we play with them. And uh, would they be typically keeping score during those days, really? No, we don't. We don't. Some guys do, but the, we'll tell them not to keep the scores. They might keep their scores on the last. The last two days, we might keep uh, some stats. Maybe like you know, if they're working on putting. Okay, so let's see how many, how many, uh, how many three putts did you make today? Kind of if we're working on speed or control, right. we'll kind of we'll kind of focus more on on that kind of score instead of their score. And guess what? They haven't played in four months, and and their scores are pretty horrible at that time of year anyway, so we don't want to kind of change them, but we'll work on, you know, if it's greens and regulation or fairways or kind of kind of that stuff, that will be their measurement for for the day. But if they want to keep it short, that's fine, but we kind of not really encourage it for, for them, so. Okay. Does that make um, sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So is it, you mentioned, uh, you know, when you tried it with some newer golfers that it was a bit exhaustive and they, some of them sort of uh, took the option of a swimming pool. So when it comes to planning your days are some days optional how does that work around 
uh, trying to balance out, you know, the enjoyment side of, I mean, not that the training is not enjoyable, but, you know, yeah. down, like you're saying, sitting around the pool um, kind of idea. How, how does that work for, you know, obligation or, you know, scheduling? Yeah, that's my biggest, that's my biggest challenge that it has been for the last, well, since we started, like, and usually typical age is between, I don't know, probably 45 to 65. That's my age, my gap, or my, yeah, my gap of, of age. So, and some guys are in pretty good shape and some of them are not in good shape at all. So it's kind of a, it's, it's tough to plan that way. So some guy, like, I want to put like a, a day that'd be an optional day of, of teaching and coaching, but some guys, no, no, I'm here to, to learn and I want, but they can't learn if they're totally tired and they can't move or, or, right. or they're fried mentally. So it's it's tough. So this year we're going to do an option. We're going to play. It's going to be an optional. Like the third day is going to be an op- optional day for them to to go. And uh, I'll be there maybe for an hour, eleven to, to uh, maybe ten to eleven, just an hour, just to refresh your putt, do something really simple, and we'll just go play in the afternoon. So that's my. Uh, I want to try that this this year and see if we're seeing a, an improvement. Uh, It'd be interesting to, because uh, I can imagine, um, as we had this sort of conversation, almost an offline conversation on this podcast, but uh, it'd be interesting, you know, because of the re- recovery, you know, they're, they're, you know, for yeah. some of them, walking 18 holes multiple days in a row with Oof. hitting a number of golf balls is, is you know, pretty intense training. And um, and for most of them, the recovery at the end of the day is, you know, often maybe a couple beers and a steak. And, yeah. And that kind of thing. So it'd be interesting if you could, you know, integrate some kind of recovery program um, where they could still have some balance of the enjoyment side, but feel like they're doing everything they can to prepare themselves for the next day. And keeping in mind that on day four, five, and six, it you know it does take its toll after a little while. Yeah, especially with the, the the heat too and all that. Those factors. So yeah, the best the best thing would be that we could have like a. I don't know, physiotherapist or like a someone who gives massages, kind of just, yeah. or just even you know, have the rollers, the rollers there for the guys, and just, okay, let's right. let's do a few a few things, and let's get, take a cold bath or something just to yeah. to recoup. So there's there's ways to, ways around it, but for me, what I try to do, to, little hints for, for the guys who want, we're looking at that is, I usually like a month month and a half before I'll I'll tell the guys to start uh, walking. All good. Yeah, go start walking and even swinging the golf club. Or even though they're not hitting balls, just in the garage or outside, just gripping the club or swinging and doing small exercises. Just kind of hopefully start the the process of to alleviate a little, little bit of pain or a little bit of uh, discomfort during, during that week, so they can last a little bit longer. So it's not just a, I'm trying to give it. Not everyone's doing it, but at least if some of the guys are doing it, at least it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a help for them to. Yeah, I think this is great. Louis, this is where I think the voice of experience in terms of you doing these for multiple years really yeah. is important that, that we're talking to people on these types of um, podcasts who not only have good ideas and good content and good scheduling, and yeah. but, you know, you, you can come up with the greatest week planned ever and yep. do some really innovative things and things nobody else is doing. And like you say, if it's day three and you're a 55-year-old gentleman who maybe is, you know, uh, Underfit, let's say, um, and lacking some flexibility and whatever. If they if they can't get up and swing the club the next day or walk, uh, all of the planning and all of that is is for nothing. Yeah, it's for nothing. I really I think it's a really valuable piece to be thinking about if you're doing any kind of intense camp. 
be it three days or a week or whatever it is, that, that people are thinking weeks or months ahead to how they can prepare themselves so the great planning that you have done with the camp can be executed the way you see or at least the closest to uh, coming off that way around hydration and those things that you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest thing for me, it's, uh, it's uh, blisters. Man, I think guys are now that they've learned. Uh, the, the, some of them are wearing two gloves, and the first, the first years we, I think, uh, what was it, Wahlberg or the, like the pharmacy? Man, they ran out yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. tape and plasters. The guys had they were bleeding from the hands. Like it was just, it was just horrible. Like the guys were not enjoying themselves. They couldn't even hold a club after the, the second day. So, <laughs> so we kind of managed. It's, it's funny now, but at the time it was kind of, oh, okay, so I need to, <laughs> we need to. To find ways to, that's why we started making stations a little bit shorter. We used okay. to have like 45 minutes or an hour of a station, so okay, let's bring it down to like maybe 20, 30 minutes, but we'll do it twice. Right. So, you know, we'll do force right now, we'll do putting, kind of gives them a little break on their hand and their body, so. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of learn the tricks of the trade, how to manage their, their bodies or their, their physical part, because that's, that's the biggest part is the, is the physical for, for that age group. Uh, even juniors, okay. uh, when I, we do juniors, we need to manage the, the physical, uh, physical uh, side too. So. Okay, yeah, excellent, Louis. Thanks very much for that. The, um, what, uh, you know, sort of sticking on the golf side of things, I, I know you're doing some, so I don't know a lot 